Welcome to Bible Stories with Dad, where I read a Bible story. So we left off right after Pentecost. We'll pick up pretty much the same place here. Acts chapter 3. Uh, Peter and John are headed up to the temple. It's eh, 3 o'clock in the afternoon, something like that. And they're going to the temple, which would be a normal thing they would do. And at the gate going into the temple, they see a man who's a beggar. Uh, that's what he does. He doesn't have a job. He sits there and begs. And the reason that he's a beggar and he sits there and begs for money is because he's been lame from birth. He's never been able to get up and walk. So every day, his friends or his family, whatever, would bring him there to the gate. They'd set him down and he would beg for money from people going into the temple. Well, this guy sees Peter and John and he asks them for money. Everything's perfectly normal at this point. Same thing you'd expect to see every day. Here's where it starts to get a little different. Peter and John take a look at him, and Peter says, Look at us, you know, pay attention. And the guy looks at them eagerly, expecting them to give him some money. Because, again, that was normal. That was what was normally happen. But Peter's not going to do that. Peter says, I don't have any money to give you. I don't have any silver or gold for you. But I will give you what I have. In the name of Jesus Christ, get up and walk. Peter takes the man by the hand and helps him up. As he did, the man's feet and ankles are instantly healed and made strong. The guy jumps up, up to his feet, and starts to walk. So jumping for joy and walking with them, he accompanies them into the temple, praising God. Well, people see this sort of thing happening, and they see this guy up walking around, hear him praising God, and remember, every day he was at the gate begging. So it's not like he wasn't somebody they'd seen before. So they realize, hey, this is a guy that had never walked before. He was always out begging. Now he's up, he's walking around, and they're astounded, and they're amazed, and they run out to see him. You know, and he's out there and he's hanging on to Peter and John because he's all excited and, and glorifying God. And Peter sees this, sees the opportunities. All these people are running out to see what's going on in amazement. And Peter says, guys, why are you so amazed at this? Why do you think that this is something that we did by our own power or our own authority? And he goes on and he preaches a sermon. It's not a big sermon the way it's recorded here but he goes on and he preaches his sermon and he teaches them about jesus and he explains that you know this guy was healed through the power of jesus not because you know peter and john were such great guys or something or that peter and john had magical powers or something no it was because of jesus who was foretold in the prophecies in the old testament and he explains that of course as as they're preaching as Peter's speaking and as they're talking to the people and they're explaining about Jesus and the path to salvation and all of this the priests and the, the captain of the temple guard and and all of that come out to them and they're not happy because for one thing one of the groups that comes out is the Sadducees and the Sadducees don't believe didn't believe in the resurrection of the dead you see there's an old joke they're, they were sad you see because they didn't believe in the resurrection of the dead. That's why the Sadducees were so sad, you see. Anyway, terrible joke, I know. But it's the, they come out and they're upset because Peter and John are proclaiming Jesus and proclaiming that Jesus is risen from the dead. And so they grab Peter and John and they put him in jail until the next day because it's already evening time and you know, in the meantime, though, a lot of the people that heard this preaching, that heard what Peter and John were saying, believed. 
And so that brings the, the local church up to like 5,000 people now. So it's growing. Well, next day rolls around and, you know, the religious counselor or whatever and, and the elders and teachers of the religious law meet up in Jerusalem and, and the high priest was there and they bring in the two disciples, Peter and John, and ask them, by what power or in whose name have you done this? Meaning healing the guy. And Peter's filled with the Holy Spirit says to them, if we're on trial today for a benefit done to a sick man as to how this man has been made well, let it be known to you and to everybody else that it's by the name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, whom you crucified, but whom God raised from the dead. By that name, this man stands here before you in good health. Well, the council sees that Peter and John are, are confident and bold and, and but they're normal guys they've, they've had no special training they've you know they're uneducated they're untrained and they recognize these guys they, they were with that jesus fella and they got the guy that had been lame and everybody knows that he was lame and now he's standing there there's no question he's been healed and so they really don't have anything that they can say in in answer or in response. So instead, they just order them to leave the council, and they kind of get together like, "What are we gonna do?" You know, it's it's obvious that this is this is a miracle, and word's gonna get out, and we can't deny it. So what are we gonna do? So they they call Peter and John back in, and they say, "All right." We're warning you now, you can't speak anymore in the name of Jesus. You can't speak or teach or anything in his name. When Peter and John come in and basically say, is it better for us to listen to you or to listen to God? Because we can't stop talking about what we've seen and what we've heard. So the council threatens them and then lets them go because there's, there's nothing that they can punish them for. They haven't actually broken any rules. And the people around are all glorifying God for what happened because the guy that they healed was like 40 at least. More than 40. Which if you're young, that sounds old. And if you're old, you're like, oh, he was still young. But either way, he he had been lame for more than 40 years. So then we have... Uh, the the way that the church behaved here, we have some recording of that, and uh, you know everybody kind of said that whatever I have, it's it's not just me that has it. You know, it's everybody's to use. All the believers. Um, so the the apostles are going out. They're giving testimony about uh, Jesus and his resurrection, and nobody among them's needy because you know if if someone's in need. Somebody who has land or houses or whatever would sell some and, and bring money in and lay it at the, the feet of the apostles and then the money would be distributed to whoever needs it. And this is all being done voluntarily. Nobody's making them do it. Nobody says, well, you have you have more property or more houses, sell one of them so that you, know, you can help this other person. No, it, these people are all doing it completely of their own free will because they want to help each other. And here we're introduced to a gentleman named Barnabas. He was, his actual name was Joseph. He was a Levite from Cyprus. But he was called Barnabas by the apostles. You see, Barnabas means son of encouragement. Now, he had a chunk of ground. and 
So he sold it, he brought the money in, laid it at the apostles' feet. And that's the first we hear of Barnabas. You'll hear of him again if you keep reading. He does show up a couple more times in Acts. Now, not everybody did things the way they were supposed to. Uh, for instance, there was a man named Ananias who was married to a woman named Sapphira. Anyway, they sell a piece of property, and they keep some of the money for themselves. And take the He does it, but his wife knows about it. They take the rest of the money, a chunk of the money, and lay it at the apostles' feet. Now, on the surface, there's nothing wrong with this. The problem is, we just saw how everybody else is doing it. They're selling the property, taking all of it, and laying at the apostles' feet. So in doing this with some of it, he's trying to make it look like that's all of it. Like he's giving all of the proceeds. The money was his. The property was his when he sold it. The money for the sale was his. He could have given as much or as little as he wanted. He could have kept it all for himself and gone out on some big trip or party or something. But he didn't. He wanted it to look like he had donated all of the money while keeping some of it for himself. And that's where the problem comes in. And Peter says to him, Ananias, why Satan filled your heart so that you try to lie to the Holy Spirit and keep back some of the land price? Wasn't it your property before it was sold? Didn't you have the option to keep it? After it was sold, wasn't the money under your control? Why did you want to do this? You've not lied to men, but to God. And as soon as Ananias hears these words, he fell down dead. And everybody who heard about it was terrified. Some young men got up, wrapped him up in a sheet, and took him out and buried him. You know, take care of what needed done. A couple hours later, his wife comes in. She doesn't know what happened yet. And Peter asks her, was this the price that you and your husband got for selling your land? And she says, yeah, that was the price. And Peter says, why would you agree with your husband to try to put the Spirit of the Lord to the test like this? The young men who buried your husband are just outside the door, and they're going to carry you out too. And immediately she falls to the floor and dies. And so they took her out and they buried her next to her husband. And everyone who heard about it was afraid because of what had happened. And so the apostles continue going out and they're performing lots of signs and wonders and miracles among the people. And the believers keep meeting regularly, but they don't publicly associate and join up with the apostles even though everybody's got high regard for them because you know at this point the religious leadership is is working against them and is is actively trying to stop them still though more and more people believed and were brought to the lord crowds of men and women and as a result of the apostles' work, sick people were brought out into the streets on beds and mats in hopes that Peter's shadow might fall across some of them as he went by. Uh, crowds came out from the villages around Jerusalem and brought their sick and anyone possessed by evil spirits, and everyone was healed. Thanks for joining me. I hope you enjoyed it. Have a blessed week. And I'll see you next time.